What's up, it's your boy Oxid West. I just wanted to speak about the subtle genius of The Simpsons. Like, the dysfunctional middle class family. Dad is endearing, but he's also like got his own vices. Mom is endearing, but she also has her own vices. Smart daughter has her own vices. Delinquent son has his own like saving graces. Maggie, the genius next level human in baby form, like all the storylines. I, I really want to commend The Simpsons. Even now, like as much as people say it's a shadow of its former self and it's it's basically doing what SpongeBob is doing now, like it's been doing it for years, just keeping the, the ball rolling. We see it, we, we we know what's happening. I appreciate it. I will say this though. Shout out to the Korean homies who are like putting the 10 minute edits of The Simpsons almost like highlight reels and like they choose random scenes in The Simpsons to then like zoom in so like it doesn't get caught by the copyright system <laughs> genius moves genius moves um, it's really cool because I'll be translating the Korean subtitles underneath and like people be like your Homer always does this uh, 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 like Yo, that's on kind of um, condescending. I didn't mean to make it. I, at least now it like played out. It's condescending in my head. But shout out! Like, there's not even the like. There's some Russian homies who do the same thing. All these like 10 minute edits of Simpsons episodes. I have been been. I've been binging. Like, there's so much Simpsons content. I've watched like the first four or five seasons. Um, straight because shout out IMDVD in Fiji I used to borrow DVDs from there but outside of that like literally some of these edits that they have on YouTube are completely new episodes I've never seen and it's like damn like some of these these are funny and like they highlight reels so they choose the funniest bits and it's like as much as I appreciate the original editors edit i also appreciate people's storytelling through a story like they literally chopping up a story that everyone kind of knows and, and giving the highlight reels it reminds me of in primary school where we literally used to recap episodes to each other the next day like yo did you see this episode this 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 happened power rangers was the same uh simpsons because it was a bit of a like taboo thing like the people definitely used to do that i remember towards the end in seychelles like when i say end towards the end of high school experience then south park was the was the thing that we were binging and like recapping and like yo they said this yo they said that smart boy shit you know shout out but definitely simpsons simpsons they take the cake for like some of the things as a child you'd get it but you'd also wouldn't and i, I think that's the funny thing about censoring stuff for kids like to be honest kids don't even know like yeah they're suddenly being you know influenced by the idea but if they never experienced the idea in real life, they're like, it, it'll just completely fly over their heads. I think that's what works with SpongeBob too. Like, if you're an innocent person, SpongeBob is amazingly, amazingly innocent. Like, it does all the right, you know, things. And then if you, a bit of a overthinking fool, then you know, SpongeBob can pull up with some like deeper meaning too. It's almost like Beatle lyrics, you know. But at least I don't know anybody who's like a SpongeBob killer who's like, yo. I, I, I watched Spongebob and I know how to do this crazy stuff like at least that's that's not a chat however however I have 
seen Simpsons episodes where like it could be reaching that Beatles stage of like I am the Simpson killer ha 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 I wonder if you know any crime story ever did that or any true crime things on YouTube actually expose someone to do that like shout out to Megs I cannot watch the true crime stuff consistently like I can watch it with her but I can't watch it like yo I'm actually trying to look for it Simpsons found me though so I appreciate that I still have to end this particular segment of the podcast by sending a shout out to the homie uh, damn I was, it was right on the tip of my tongue now and I completely forgot it but um, anyway I'm going to send out a different shout out because I forgot the actual shout out I wanted to send out shout out Adventure Time because Adventure Time also pulled up with like some next level real life abstract life lessons but through a kids show type aesthetic and they definitely leaned into it as the character grew you know as as Finn kind of grew you know they leaned into that life lesson stories a bit deeper being the last kid in an in a absolute you know crazy toxic wasteland everything's back to the OG days of like a specific way of living even the idea of Nephilim shout out uh, <laughs> I, f- I forgot the, the Nephilim that was in uh, um, Adventure Time but like yeah his like idol all the homie pulled up all the whole homie died like I actually need to binge Adventure Time again because they pulled up with some life lessons for real anyway this segment is going to get too long if I keep reminiscing I just wanted to shout out some dope cartoons shout out the people who are highlight creating of, of The Simpsons The Simpsons has reached Looney Tunes status to be able to be you know have that done to them I, I remember downloading a whole Pingu compilation just to play Pingu for the for, for the kids back in, in Papua New Guinea Pingu is lit Pingu is like expressive Mr. Bean-esque you don't need to speak the language because he doesn't speak a language type thing definitely entertainment it's your boy Oxyd West please jealousy is never about the other person though something that other person is or has done has surfaced an uncomfortable observation about you that you don't like I hate jealousy because it can be so panicky and unproductive but it doesn't have to be it can be quite instructional in that feeling of panic or inadequacy is either a wish or a fear Unearth the wish or the fear. In your case, you believe the person is more successful. You are afraid you have not achieved enough. The first course of action. Decide what successful even means. In doing this you'll likely find that your vision into their world is quite narrow. Do you know if they have ongoing conflicts with their partner? Do you know if there have been miscarriages, deaths in the family, personal trauma, or health scares? Maybe your only definition of success here is money or power. If so, fine. Focus on that. You wish you made more money. Suddenly, it's not about that person anymore. You're mad at yourself. Now that you're looking candidly at that emotion, you can see it's not useful. It's impotent, which is what's so uniquely pernicious and destructive about jealousy. It takes your power and fosters shame. So discard the fixation because no one on earth will ever be lining the two of you up side by side and adjudicating you against one another. The other person is a non-issue, so relegate them to that status once and for all. Discard the noise of the emotion, but channel the momentum of the uncomfortable jolt by setting some concrete goals for yourself. It's quite normal to be envious of successful people around you. So don't chide yourself too much on your behavior. 
As long as you don't act on your envy and make life difficult for others it is fine. None are spared from envious thoughts. Use envy to help yourself instead. It is good to aspire to be successful. Here's how you can do it. Everybody has talents. Maybe you haven't actively looked for it or experimented enough. Successful people are those who are willing to take risks and can handle ridicule if they fail. So quit being conservative and start trying new things. Don't have a herd mentality and follow what others do. Try something new that others have not tried. A friend of mine once decided to just try to learn some new skills. While she failed to try three or four vocational courses she suddenly realized that she was exceptionally good with calligraphy, something she hadn't tried before in her life. Today, she has taken it up as a full-time profession. There is a lot to learn. Just start learning something that interests you. Have your own plan. None of us including our twin brothers and sisters are exactly like each other. We are diverse. Appreciate it. Don't compare yourself to others because you are not going to face their problems or live their reality. Explore yourself. Observe yourself better. See what you enjoy doing. Start from there. Love yourself more. Don't belittle yourself. You exist on this planet. You can bring meaning into your life. The world is in your hands and you are free to choose your life. Give yourself credit for all the good things that you do. Look at yourself as a unique person who is not like the others. Do a good deed every day. Meet your new self today. Remove clutter from your mind. Your mind is a garden. Avoid cluttering it with negative thoughts and actions. The seeds you sow in your mind are what you will be. Let your garden blossom with positive thoughts about yourself. Replace all negative thoughts with happy and positive one. Use the Kaizen Technique. Kaizen is a Japanese business philosophy of working practices and personal efficiency. The philosophy states that small and continuous improvements done on a regular basis lead to large changes over a period of time. So start small but stay with it despite your challenges. Sharpen your blades. Not everybody is successful all the time. Success is determined by the effort people put into the things they want. Sometimes timing can be everything. Keep honing your skills and newfound talent until your time comes. For when it will come you will be shining brightly. Life is not a race and we are not rats either. Life is far more beautiful than envy and hatred. Every person has a place on this planet. Some are shakers, some movers, some fixers, and some thinkers but none useless. We live among others and therefore affect everyone around us in some way. Try to keep that effect positive. Be wise, take a hard look at yourself today. The only person who you should be competing against is yourself. Realize that you have full control over your actions, thoughts, beliefs, values, and emotions. Other people's successes could be interpreted as a good thing. For example, you can be happy for someone finally achieving their dream or contributing to something valuable. But you can also use it to get depressed and tell yourself that you are a failure and that you are worthless. We don't experience reality. We experience interpretations of reality. There are multiple filters that distort limited quantities of information that we perceive and then try to make sense of. In this case, your ego is trying to protect you by shutting down the voice that's telling you how much you are actually worth. The lizard brain is afraid, and it's going to make sure you're ready to deal with the danger. But there is no lion chasing you. This is when your conscious mind comes into play. Emotional pathways are quick, but not very reliable. After this, you need to consciously decide whether the danger is real.
In this case, the danger is not immediate. So you're left with the feeling of being inadequate. But you have a choice. You can use that feeling as a warning sign and use it as a motivator to push yourself in the right direction until you feel more confident. In addition, you can use other people's successes to your advantage. Try to figure out what factors contributed to their success and start modeling them. This will save you some time on trial and error. Knock knock, what's up, it's your boy O.C. Wes here and I've been chilling on recording a podcast for a bit just because I feel like I want to give y'all something valuable, life lessons, etc, etc. Um, and I find something very interesting in a couple of videos that I've watched uh, on YouTube. I guess what I'm really doing is I'm taking a whole bunch of YouTube content and I'm synthesizing it for the podcast because maybe you don't have the same type of drive I have to watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos and synthesize some sort of reality you know out of all of them and, and see what is true and remarkable in that information one of the main things that I've been hearing a lot now is that you know life is fundamentally suffering and I always thought Yes, that is true. We do have a lot of struggle in life, etc., etc. But why is life fundamentally struggle? And why should we even accept, you know, pain and suffering as part of human existence? But in that, I've come to realize... People, yo. <laughs> a whack car and still make that noise. Anyway. Um, why is it true? Here's the truth of it. We don't actually deserve happiness or fun. Like, really. If you think about everything we have around this, we're all trading our time for resources. That's the fundamental equation of life. And in that trade, we do delay gratification. Funny enough, the whole ideological truth behind the idea of heaven is that we are fundamentally delaying gratification till the final point, the final resting, you could say, or maybe the real life, the afterlife. That is the ultimate um, kind of narrative structure behind the idea of heaven. Whether you believe in it or not, that's essentially what's happening. And, you know... On the flip side, there's gurus like um, Sadhguru and maybe a couple of other um, spiritual leaders who say they have found a semblance of nirvana here on earth, you know, this, this peace and contentment. And what they ultimately mean is that they're not in a hedonistic cycle of everything is great, everything is grand, but rather... Within existing, they find fulfillment. And that is actually the true fulfillment. But now why is suffering fundamental to life and is essentially how life is structured? Well, you need to work hard for what you want. 
um, when you think about a business, let's, mm, I got a good example. Think about a county fair, right? Or uh, a fete, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, um, <laughs> a market. Essentially, everyone there is a window shopper. And they're window shoppers in the sense that, yes, maybe they find something that they are attracted by. Maybe they buy something on impulse. Maybe it's something that they genuinely need, but essentially they are just looking for most of the market, the faith, the event. And that's kind of what you are on the flip side. You are actually a vendor at this market. And out of every thousandth person that passes you, a handful of people make a purchase, find what you have to offer interesting, find that you provide a solution to a problem that they're dealing with in their life. Think about that for a second. That is essentially suffering. That is essentially painful to be regarded perhaps, but fundamentally rejected on a consistent basis. That's difficult. Think about job applications. How many times you dress yourself up and present yourself as something that a company needs, a person needs, another entity needs, so that you can find employment and ultimately, you know, some satisfaction in your life. Or if you're trapped in the unfortunate structure of the rat race, you know, you gain resources, i.e. money, from working the whole month to enjoy about six days of that month, you know, to own some of that to yourself. And then if we're being fundamentally truthful with ourselves, I try so hard not to repeat words, but I guess fundamentally is, is going to be the catchphrase of this podcast. You ultimately have maybe just four, three days. That's really for you within a month. The other day is kind of your day of decompression and rest and, you know, in terms of maybe the energy that you have to achieve something on that day, it's quite minimal. So you minimize your activity on that day. And then you're back to service again, servicing the needs of others. In that, you'll find that you are suffering for a good portion of your life. And suffering doesn't have to be bad. There's that quote that says, many men live a life of quiet desperation. But that desperation is essentially because they're putting their efforts and works into things that they don't care about or don't move them in a spiritual way. And the word spiritual and spirituality is kind of 
co-opted to mean a lot of different things but it finally means it fundamentally hey let's go fundamental it fundamentally means that you are satisfied or find deeper meaning behind the activities and works that you do whether it's a service to god a service to you know humanity a service to your deeper sense of belonging by being engaged in activities that feed that belonging you know that that spirituality and the truth is everything is the process everything is the hard work and the right kind of hard work because a lot of times too we can put hard work and effort into things that don't yield much of the result of what we desire in life whether it be whether it be begging on the streets or you know working a service job where we're not appreciated um the service itself is maybe not so valuable and we then just expect remuneration for that I could continue deeper on into this topic and I and I will in further podcasts but I just wanted to put this primer out there so that it's something perhaps that my listenership can consider and uh, provide feedback towards you know it's a great exploration yeah bless